Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of currently streaming horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews may include mild spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. It's not exactly a secret that Friday the 13th fans have been clamoring for more than a decade for another installment in this beloved slasher franchise. And while due to court deliberations and lawsuits involving franchise copyrights have tied up plans for any future theatrical Voorhees releases, writer and director Vincente DeSanti has slasher fans covered in the meantime. His second Friday the 13th fan film, Never Hike in the Snow, which is currently streaming on YouTube, is a snowy trip back to Camp Crystal Lake, with a production value and kills that will leave Friday the 13th diehard speechless. I'll be honest, I haven't watched his first Friday the 13th fan film, Never Hike Alone, so I was a tad skeptical of just how well a fan-made film could live up to Voorhees' iconic prowess. And within the opening moments, DeSante proves that he is a more than capable filmmaker creating fan films of beloved franchises that are a caliber above the rest. Never Hike in the Snow serves as a prequel set three months before Never Hike Alone, following the disappearance of Mark Hill, a Crystal Lake resident who went for a hike in the dead of winter and never came home. As you can imagine, Mark has the misfortune of crossing paths with one Jason Voorhees, who many had believed to be a figment of the past, though they are in for a rude awakening when he makes his presence known once again. Given the film is a mere 25 minutes long, DeSanti knew he had to make a stellar first impression and utilize his runtime to the best of his abilities. And here he knocks it out of the park. The film opens with gorgeous overhead shots of a snowy woodland as Mark runs for his life from… something. As he frantically searches for his car, using his car's panic button to zero in on its location, a towering figure steps out from behind a tree, brandishing a recurved bow and arrow. We then get a close-up 4K revolving shot of the imposing Jason Voorhees, played by DeSanti himself, slowly raising the bow, knocking an arrow, and firing, piercing Mark's leg. We then get what is one of the strongest practical work kills I've ever seen in a fan film unfold. Without spoiling it outright, let's just say that Jason gets his Paul Bunyan on in a big way. Given that brutal practical work has been at the core of the Friday the 13th films, this is a promising start for this fan film and shows the creatives are staying true to what it means to tell a Friday the 13th story. The atmosphere crafted around the snowy woodland setting when paired with the terrific score by Ryan Perez Depel feels very true to a Friday the 13th film rather than a bad impression of one. This score complements cinematographer Evan Butka's sense of space in making us feel as if we, the audience, ourselves, are being hunted by Jason. Fans have always wanted to see Jason traipse around in the snow, and it's hard to imagine it looking better than it does here. The film then leaves Mark to his fate and reintroduces us to Sheriff Rick Colon, played by Vincent Gustafaro, who reprises the role from Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, his dim-witted deputy Alan Marbury, played by Brian Forrest, and Jason Lives alum Tom Matthews, reprising the role of Tommy Jarvis. Upon discovering the active crime scene of Mark's death, Cologne attempts to conceal all evidence of Jason, instructing his deputy to cover up the crime scene, reassuring him that Jason is just an old campfire tale. And that is just something that old Tommy Jarvis cannot abide. Diving into the history of the official franchise may seem like a fan-made film getting ahead of itself, and yet the film does this in a way that complements rather than overpowering its narrative. 
Another example of referencing Friday the 13th's past is when we see Jason's shrine to his mother in one of the Crystal Lake cabins. Much like in Friday the 13th Part 2, Jason has a shrine with his mother's severed head on it and sees a vision of her with her head firmly on her shoulders as her apparition tells him what a good boy he is. This could have been another instance of a director resting on the laurels of the franchise and yet it's executed on in a way that both displays strong effects and is a narrative that works with the characters presented. Though, once the shotgun-wielding Deputy Marbury discovers Jason's shrine, a brief standoff and another impressive example of practical gore work unfolds. Now, the film does end abruptly, which is disappointing, but then you have to remember that this is a short film. This is probably the biggest compliment that I could give DeSanti, in that I was annoyed by it ending so suddenly because I wanted to see his masterful handling of Jason continue. Frustrated but satisfied in his execution on this beloved slasher icon, with a level of nuance and prestige polish that eludes most fan films. It's common for fan films to only be connected to the series they're emulating in name, rather than a faithful execution, something that DeSanti avoids as Never Hike in the Snow is 100% faithful and enjoyable continuation of its source material. I really hope both of his fan film's success eventually leads him to being at the helm of other, even longer Friday the 13th fan films or tackling a creative, original debut feature film. Never Hike in the Snow is a no-brainer for Friday the 13th and slasher horror fans in general, so be sure to check it out on YouTube. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror movie review. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow at Daily Horror Habit on Instagram and at Daily Horror Pod on Twitter.